Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Talking Wednesday podcast, episode eight. I hope this podcast finds you well, as always. I am Dexterity Box, joined by Jake Punkchef41. Go follow his YouTube if you've not already. I'm going to stop saying that now, but we just want to make sure the trickle-down's <laughs> yeah. happening. The trickle-down has happened, and people have been going through the podcast views and going to your channel and subscribing. Which is so fantastic, cool. which I appreciate. Exactly, exactly. So... Uh, it's been a rough week for Wednesday. Housekeeping. Oh, actually, yeah. Housekeeping. Have we got some new reviews? We do have some new reviews. And Ooh. if you give me two seconds, I will actually get the reviews up. But how has your week been, Jake? Uh, up and down interesting, if you think going on the Wednesday point of view. One minute, I'm there. Just in, just in, just in general. Let's, let's go for your in, general in life general, first before we go to that. Uh, in general, a little bit dreadful, but it is what it is. We're getting close to bring a nice weather so hopefully i'll be able to sit in my garden <laughs> indeed indeed hopefully we can get there yeah we've now had a we've got 17 reviews on the uh, apple po- the old apple podcasts um and i've seen some new ones come in that we haven't read out yet so before we start that how's your week been you always forget yourself <sighs> well i'm not important uh the week <laughs> has been interesting it's i've I've had a lot of uh, variables hit at me this week, and we've managed to keep it up. But I've I've got I've done a lot of planning for the channel and things like that. I've I've been pretty much channel focused and uh, and that this week. But in terms of like personal life, it, it currently feels like all of a big sort of we're waiting for something to yeah. happen that's not not happening. Do you know what I mean? So you could say we'll awakening. S- yeah, well, <laughs> well, I guess we could do that. Did we read this one? I don't know if we did. Dom Webster 86, you're getting it read twice in case we we did. But I don't think we did. I think this is the first one we didn't read. Says, um, can't recommend this podcast highly enough for any Wednesday fan who wants to listen and get involved with all the topics revolving around the club, which is usually a lot. Always rounded opinions and great research on current matters and willing to give all fans a platform to voice their opinions slash questions. Great to see it being positively received so far amongst fans and makes the future bright for this channel. Keep up the good work. What a review. Thank you Love very the- much. Love the uh, lengthy review there as I go out of focus. So I might, if my camera goes out of focus for video viewers, I apologize. We're just going to, we're going to roll with it uh, today. And the next one is from Todd Edgar. Quality podcast, nothing else to say, really, apart from keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Todd. And the last one is from Tom Hesketh. You don't find podcasts like this. Hearing people talk about points about a football club should sound boring, but it isn't because the two hosts are so relatable and funny. Not sure about that, Tom, but thank you. Thank you the, the, really <laughs> the hosts do a really good job, and the hour flies by when I listen to this. Keep it up, guys. As always, please leave us nice reviews. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for everybody who's left a nice review so far. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. We would appreciate it. We're also on Podchaser, so go and leave us reviews there and we'll read some of the Podchaser ones out next week as well. So we're going to jump into the uh, Wednesday part of the podcast now. It is a Wednesday podcast after all. I mean, do we have to? Can we just talk about what we've been eeing all this week or I don't know what our plans are? I made a calzone, which was nice. Ooh, calzone, culture, culture. You've got to put the right... Pronunciation it, on it, it. Then it, again, then it, again, Jake. You are you've talking said it. to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me you're talking about. I don't do pronunciation. I got yeah, some pelters in my chat this week for saying you regard team really badly. So you try to see me say some of our players' names. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. But you're getting better, and we we appreciate that. So let's just go into the recent matches and get it out. Yeah. Of the way. Right. So Rotherham. I also, can I just say, I predicted a winless week again. You and did. And I was bag on the money. I mean, I, I'm not going to start putting any bets on because it's not like I'm The moment you start putting pull- bets on, we'll win. So I want yeah. you to put money on it, but I don't want you to lose money. <laughs> nah, you're, you're all right. You're all right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we won't go down that road. Do you know what? I've never put a football bet on, believe it or not. Have you not? Never. It's probably quite boring for a lot of football fans, but I knew that, like, I'd probably get into so. it and spend too much yeah. money on it, so I didn't. I didn't go down that route. If it's anything um, like your pop vinyl collection and your Pokemon collection, probably a good idea. <laughs> I've got this one. This one is the Iron Man with Tony Stark. I don't know why we're going off on this tangent, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's the I am Iron Man one, which is very good. Um, I got this one, which is another exclusive. I'll stop this in a minute. I promise. <laughs> uh, 
Back to the Future one with Marty checking his watch. Um, you notice we don't really want to be too negative, but we know it's going to be. Well, I know where it was coming. Yeah. Right? Uh, what else did I get? I got, I got, I think I showed this one, The Last of Us Clicker. That one, decent one. Uh, all right, we're going to have to just get into it now, aren't Shall we? Shall we so, talk yeah. about them? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a good match. No. We, uh, we started to have some attacking intent. We started to bring on attacking players and see like we were actually going to try and go for it. But um, it didn't really curtail. And I'm doing it again. Yeah, you are. <laughs> God, Jake. <laughs> so the Rotherham game was one of those games where you had a funny feeling we weren't going to win it. And from the get-go, they were at us straight away. They looked better. They looked better. Thing. They looked up for it. And the goal they scored, oh, my God, learn to defend. Mark's somebody just don't leave him open for god's sake and that's our problem our defense is a big problem we got a very lucky goal by penny and the red card i still don't know why he got sent off for do you i still can't see what the red matt smith got on borna was it's that no. long you can't even remember no i've, I've just i've kind of like I, I was watching it and i was like in a bit i don't know why he's been sent off but like I but, was like, I actually, I've actually put on Twitter at the time, I put, okay, well now if 10 of the other Rotherham players get red cards, we might get back into yeah. this. But the, their goal, I can see what Izzy Brown was doing and fair play, he did come out and apologise, but Dan Moore also said he didn't need to, it's on the team as well. But how many times have we scored last minute goals against Rotherham? So I think it's been due a while for them to get yeah. one. It just sucked that how they got it. But... Fair play to them. They got a 1-0. Uh, yeah, 2-1 win and we just played bad. I want to praise Rotherham because fair play. Um, yeah, and obviously their fan base wouldn't be saying the same. But I also need to say something. Because you've had all your positives and everything. Rotherham deserved their win. Yep. They're staying up Wednesday you're going down. Fair play. But you don't need to make collectibles of a win in the championship. <laughs> I sent you that. I against that. Sheffield Wednesday, guys. It's literally up there with the Sheffield United honours board when you make a heat map of one of your players and try and sell it. I, I don't know how, who sent that. you. <laughs> so I got a message from Jake last night going, I've just been sent this. And it was a, it was a genuine like collectible made immediately, pretty much in the, ne the day after yeah. the match and gone up for sale of the heat map of one of their strikers during... The it was Wednesday a winning goal. Match. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was the heat match of him over the 90 minutes, yeah. uh, heat map of the match of him over 90 minutes, which is, which is great for like a cup final or a bigger moment. But like, th th you've beat a very bad Wednesday side, lads, and you well, well deserved, but come on, that's a little bit like Birmingham retiring Jude Bellingham's number. Mm, you know, yeah. it's, it's on that level. Let's be honest. Yeah. But yeah, fair play to Rotherham. I didn't expect us to get anything out of it. We didn't get anything out of it. They're very happy. They're to, probably staying up and we're probably going to take their place to in be relegation fair, in, this season. In the show notes, I have put up about the XG and we've had a lot more chances in the last two games, but we can't convert and that's our issue. Well, mm. uh, one of many issues, actually, now I think about it. Um, but yeah, we just can't convert and it's all good having these chances, but you can't put it in the back of the net. To be fair, the goal that we scored was very lucky and very fluky, an own goal, which we didn't look like scoring a goal anyway and yeah, it was a it was game scrappy. where we put Windath on the wing and he just doesn't work he's not a winger no and also Patterson I've got to say in that uh, his first touch was a centre-back's first touch it was what you know about big against... it, big P <laughs> <laughs> big P's uh, first touch was horrific during yeah, that was. match um, but yeah we, we did create a lot more chances against Rotherham uh, and Luton it, it did seem to like be a we're trying to mm. to get on the front foot a little bit more, but it, it, it you take the Reading match and then that completely. It's Kills like it. we we took uh, Joe Cran's tweet, didn't we? And you he yeah. said you can't have fifteen shots in total and rely on an own goal to get back exactly. level. And he posted that little heat map of where all the shops were at shops shots even. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, and obviously a lot of people were having to go at Izzy Brown for that. I've got to say, right, okay, Izzy Brown has not been given a proper chance at Wednesday. No. His confidence isn't going to be there. And I'm not, I'm not going to bail any player out right now, okay? Because I'm just frustrated with the whole thing. Mm. But what I will say is nobody else wanted to come and take he that corner. He was the only one with urgency, wasn't he, to go? Yeah, at that moment, he it. was the only one with any urgency to actually get us 
oh, the win, you know, because mm. it was level at that point. So I will, I will and, cut him a bit of slack there. And to be fair, when you actually watch it, he's trying to get whip on the ball to try and get whip, and it just didn't work. And mm. he didn't have to come out and say, put a tweet out saying, I apologise, but fair play to him. Some player would have just the, took the, it off. Yeah, but I would have hated a lot, a lot of fans social media. Said, a lot of fans were like, oh, yeah, you, you, you're going back to Chelsea. It's all cushy. And yeah, fair play. But he didn't have to say anything. And he didn't have to go and run for that corner. And I get it. I, get, I'm as, I was angry as you at that. Um, I was disappointed but not surprised at the uh, equaliser. But and let's all, just... And to the people that say he's going back to Chelsea, he's probably not going to be at Chelsea next season. He's I probably going to get released. I think he's going to get either get released or someone's going to come and get him. You can see yeah. it being someone like Huddersfield where he's been already getting like they yeah. did with... Uh, Aaron's and yeah, he'd go he's, there. He's, he's, he's nailed on to go back to like Huddersfield or something yeah. to be fair. That's a, that's a good shout that is. Um, let's talk yeah. about Saturday game. Let's yeah. Saturday with Reading. Let's, let's throw ourselves Oof. into that one and we will do it in the tradition. Go for it, Jake. Um, we started okay. And we looked like we could do some, but we were very defensive, but then that boring penalty, defending whatever it was whatever you call it just killed it really but we did look better when we got sent off to was it a penalty for you and yeah. no sorry not a penalty was it a red card for you it was a penalty. it was it wasn't a red card for me but it was definitely a penalty a yellow card would have been for, for five i don't think he was last man the only way i can see giving it as a red card it was a goal going opportunity but refereeing this season has been bad all over the shop let's be fair there was a couple of instances though because before that red card right we had a goal ruled out mm. for a foul from Lees when he jumped up for a header and for me I've watched that back and I don't see I can't see I can't see why that got disallowed at all it was a perfectly so, good goal We've gone from, and I'm not saying ref's decision right because I'm not thinking we are a team that is good enough to beat no. Reading. Don't get me wrong, but to give us a fighting chance, you rule out one of our goals, and then you give a red card for probably what should be. Because for me, Pushkash initially, if Borna is on him and he takes him down straight away, mm. red card. Yeah. Right, first man. But by the time Pushkash goes down and feels the contact, yeah. you can tell he's delayed his run, waiting for the contact, yeah. and the actual support player has come to his right. So for me. And I won't go into it too much because the game's done and I'm not, we're down pretty much anyway. To, so let's, to be fair, like, on the goal that we didn't get, none of the players seemed to put up a fight about it. It was like, oh, okay, it is what it is then. We haven't got a goal. Mm. And just carried on. It was weird. It was weird. But then we looked better with 11, uh, 10 men, to be fair, at the time. We did look better. And second half, we started to show stuff, but we keep doing this thing, playing it back to Joe Wildsmith. Then I thought, it's what? Josh Lukai tried to do, and we're not that team. We're yeah. not a team that can play out from the back. We don't have that keeper. We don't have those defenders. And the defending for all Reading second goal were comical. You can see it a mile away that this isn't right. And the one thing you need to do, if he gets that defence tightened up and can get other people going, I still, I still don't think we've got a fight chance. Mathematically, we still can be safe technically on the like points but it getting even harder i think oh no the the reddit the thing we need to scrape a point from this week at least for me like to to try and get on that path and and for me as well it's a case of like we got i've just had a conversation before we recorded this podcast because uh and it was just a case of like i, I was asked have you still got all those out of our contract players because it's obvious then for your results they just don't care and for me i've got to say i was streaming the match and it was the time today I found myself and you you were obviously watching, you were yeah. there moderating and it was a case of like, I was screaming, not well, I, I'm not that dramatic, but I was, I was raising my voice at players, you know, like, you get were doing, back you were, into position. All we, needed to, the urgency? All, all we needed to do was put, I reckon Dex should do his neck one with a suit on and pretend to be manager. Have an actual well, suit on for a well, game. Well, genuinely, I, I, we obviously can't listen to the commentary and stuff and we can't no. hear the pitch noises when I'm streaming, but I can only imagine that Darren Moore was doing the same as me, going, why are you not pressing the man? You're ball watching. Literally, they'll one player in the defence will go to a challenge and hoof it, right? And then while it's up in the air, they're not watching the players. No. They're, they're all ball watching. And yes, uh, you've got to watch where, and be aware of where the ball is. But if you've got a Reading player that's moving into yeah. position... You've got to, 
you've got to capitalise on, on, on the defensive opportunity there and chase the man. Otherwise, they're going to slot in. And Reading's goals were horrific. And they, the were, and they, were, they were easy as well. And the yeah. thing is, the one thing you want Darren Moore to shout is shout and oh, is what you were saying in the stream. Keep your shape, keep your shape, and the shape went. And yeah, and also oh, it's a case also of, before yeah, I forget, we took Bannon off in the first half a penny. Yeah, <laughs> we we're right. Okay, yeah. Uh, by the way, when I said uh, Reading's goals were bad, I, I didn't mean they were bad goals. They were they were great bad, goals, but they were training goal ground goals. Them. It was bad fools in defending, terrible defensively. Um, yeah, so. There is a, a, a segment of our fan base who wants to beat Banner with a stick of he's not captain material, he's part of the rot sort yep. of thing. For me, right, take that aside. I disagree with you, but we'll take that aside, okay? We can all disagree. We're, yep. we're, we're, we're adults. We're adults with opinions, okay? So what you don't do when you're fighting to get back into a match, and I'm going to give more a benefit of the doubt, we're going to talk about more. It's probably going to be our main topic in a minute. Yeah. We're just talking about the current state of Wednesday and the recent matches. And he's done it twice. He did it against Rotherham as well. Yeah, that, that's a different kettle because he brought on strikers there. But what he does on here is he brings a left back on. Not a very right? good one, in my opinion. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second as well. He brings a left back on for your only box-to-box midfielder mm. and leaves on... Liam Shaw, who's agreed to go to Celtic. So if you're talking about players with fight, you've taken off the player that's just signed a two-year contract, who yep. is your captain, who links up the play in the midfield and the attack. You have taken him off and brought on a left-back when you, and and kept somebody who could... Right, you've dropped who was playing at left-back. You're, you're taking right captain back, off. Into, yeah, but also, you're moving Irrigidi to a centre-back there, Yeah, right? And you're not dropping Hutchinson. You're leaving and, Hutchinson and Shaw in the midfield when you can drop Hutchin at centre-back. Yeah. Very much and I'm so. just like, I understand that he's seen things from players and things like that, and I'm not getting that. This isn't a more thing, right? But that, for me, says what the hell is going on in terms of the players that you bring off your captain. I will and also, you bring off your player that, yeah. that that would help us probably unlock something in that game. And I will also say to people who are having, because I've seen already people having a go at more, it's like he's been in the job a week. Yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not even doing that here. That, We're that not, decision... not doing that. At the end of the day, no. he's obviously gone for a tactical decision. It didn't work. But on that, Matt Penny was, last couple of games, I think, he'd been poor yeah, in defence. Yeah, that right. Going forward, fine. He is not a left back. No. Right? He's not, unless he has got a strong defensive line what with him, he is not the, a left back. Reach on the bench? He won't want it. I would have brought Reach on, then Penny. But I would have kept Bannon on. But I don't know. It's it's a really weird one because he just signed a deal. I don't I don't think there's been a disagreement between Moore and Bannon. I think he should no. go into it. And I but I also don't see the whole thing where it might be a chance to say he's our most sellable asset. I don't want him to get the. I think if we go down to League One, he's the he's the kind of player that will still stay even if an offer did came. But it's got to yeah. be good money for us to say sorry, Barry. We got to take it. We're in League One. We need the cash. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I could, I could see that side of it. I could see if it's a, if it's a file sale, sale situation. We're doing it of a case of like, right, let's play the players we want to give new contracts and sell our players that will actually get us money. Because let's be honest, there will, some of these players will be able to go on freeze, but they'd be more ideal for the younger ones for us to potentially keep them, and then we've got something to build on in yeah. League One. It's like I was saying on the stream: Do you keep roads and stuff to build for uh, next season? And and it's. It's it's a question of you've got to find players for that level if they can take the salary reductions and things like that. But you the get, Reading game gonna, was expected. Yeah, but it, it was. But it but it wasn't. I, I don't think the two goals were acceptable. Are losing Westwood for me is possibly what relegated us. That's yeah, possibly been well, the final I straw. Well, I saw in the press conference beforehand that he said he possibly could be back at it's some too point. Too late. But I, I think I, it's too I might be too a late. pessimist here, but I feel like it's too late. The, it does feel that we, way. I do not see the fight in this team for clawing it back and from this situation. I was speaking to a fellow friend of both mine and yours who pops into your chat now again, Daw, and Daw yeah. kind of says, look at our uh, team we've got to play and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but it's nothing compared to what we got. You're safe. No. You and Derby are safe. You might be going on poor runs now, but it's like your players have gone, well, we're pretty much safe. We can go for it. Because Derby didn't play well today at all, apparently. Because speaking to a Derby fan, who was just like, this is just, oh, this is going to be trouble now. But my thing is, it's nothing compared to what 
Wednesday got to do? We've got to fight. We're always going to have a fight at the start of the season with minus 12 and minus 6. Even with the minus 6, you could have, once we got minus 6, you could have proper, properly pushed on. But the amount of changes we've had this season has just been our downfall. There's been no consistency. There's been no There's consistency in the back. seriously wrong with the, with the fact that it's honestly, I think it must come down to the players being out of contract because yeah. defensively, right? You just there's the foot right. The professional footballers. I'm pretty sure when I was coached as a small child, right? You were you were told to chase your man and what and Stay not with your ball man. watch. Yeah, right. Stay with your man and don't ball watch. But right? the thing is. Isn't that what you see in an academy system where you see them do it? And our last person who was in charge was an academy manager, let's be fair. So I wonder if, mm. you know what I mean? If they've still got some hang-up. Because some of them are still academy, ex-academy players. Penny, Yogidi, Shaw. But Shaw and Yogidi have been brilliant. Matt Penny, for me, just not been it. I don't... I, I understand him playing some of the youngsters and... He's not like freezing reach out or anything like that. But I think he's trying to see what he got, what he no, might he, be able to build no, I, in that I, I, season. Honestly, the thing is though, you've got to you've got to realise, yeah, that this is a couple of matches. We will get on to Darren Moore in a second. Yeah, we will. We uh, it it is a it is a see what you've got, let's see what we're working with and we'll build from there. The, the For only me, nice thing about Matt this week... Penny's a luxury player though. We'll talk about, yeah, I'll let you finish the second. Just finish this one. Uh, yeah, Matt Penny for me is a luxury uh, attacking left back if you're going to play him in a solidly, a defensively solid team. However, we have not got that. So yeah, he, go on, what were you saying? He did actually look better when we had Bruce, uh, not Bruce, when we had Joss and he played as a winger. Let yeah, me be did. fair, he did look better. Uh, and but, he was awful, so. Yeah. And the saving grace we got for this week is the full week more can have with it. There's no matches, there's no nothing. He can have a Sunday, full yeah. week in training with these players and try and put some things that he wants right. That's also going to mean that we don't we do a Wednesday podcast without fixtures. Uh, oh, that's going to be fun. So it's going to be if you're watching this part, please be on the community topics because we're going to have to yeah. talk about things because uh, we're not playing till Sunday. So, um, but shall we start with the week we had on Monday with Darren Moore getting appointed? Yeah. So let's talk about the fact that. I sort of like I was I was having a bit of a lazy morning and then I looked at my phone and you'd message me and Darren Moore is a new manager and I was like what? We I what? think we I think we both had the whole thing we're like it's gonna be a quiet day not not need to do anything and I had the same I'd thing spent, I'd spent the whole Sunday before <laughs> editing the last podcast literally my entire Sunday I we had about four breakouts ready and I was like I don't have to do much at all and you guys get loads of content and I literally got a message changed. going well they can go in the bin now <laughs> So yeah, uh, you've probably seen our reaction videos. If yeah. you're not, feel free to go and check those out as we re immediately reacted. But this is going to be our extended talk on Darren Moore, him coming in, our extended thoughts on it, the, the current state Wednesday you're in and what he can do. We're going to talk a bit about the press conferences, things like that. We're going to basically, we're going to talk about all of that in one. So pretty big topic, this one. Yeah. So we don't need to read any uh, statements out because we did all nope. of that. But Darren Moore, we've taken him from Doncaster. Johnny um, fans are not happy. No. They're a team fighting promotion. They have won today. Yeah, we're they won Plymouth. They won so they won't, they, they'll probably stop stop moaning about it now. Fair, I understand, though, it's a horrible situation when you get your manager poached. But, but can I just say something? It happens. When was the last time Wednesday poached the manager? We've never, no, exactly. I don't think we've ever done it. And to some of the Donny fans that went uh, uh, going, you nicked our manager. We fans haven't done it. Our owner did. We're just going with you. We were like as shocked as you. Like, eh? We hired someone. Yeah, no. I we, we we had a few. And if you're watching this one, if you want to still hate on Darren Moore, it honestly no, we had it, it with we we had it with Steve Bruce Fair. But remember, we are talking about our football club. We do not make the decisions. Yes, chill out. Um, okay. So he's also brought two coaches with him from the Sheffield Wednesday website. Following the appointment of Owls manager. Uh, Darren Moore this morning, we can confirm the addition of two new members of backroom staff at Hillsborough. Moore brings in Jamie Smith as assistant manager and Paul Williams as first team coach. That's the big thing we also don't want to miss. Yeah. He's brought in an assistant manager and a first team coach. So he's basically got his staffing straight away. Monk wasn't allowed to do that for a while. No. Well, my thing with this is I'm originally a Donny lad. So I've got friends in Doncaster 
who still speak mm. to me and talk to me and stuff. And they all have said the one thing that they always had from Donny Rover players was how much Jamie Smith was crucial in helping and sorting stuff out uh, behind the scenes. They There was a big respect for him. And it's going to be interesting what these three can do. And like I said, he brought them in. He let them get on straight away. And let's also remember, we have paid money for Darren Moore. We paid compensation. Yeah, six figures. Yeah. We paid money to get him. It's just, why didn't you do this in January? Why did you wait? You Actually, do this in January. Six figures ain't a lot in football. So it is. Yeah. It, if they leave one club, when you can't have fans, it depends in. which six figures. Depends yeah. what it starts with. Um, but when there's we, no fans in, six figures is huge. No, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, also, a lot of talk about his contract. I think uh, it's rolling. I think it's an 18 month. I yeah. would get the vibe of like, it's a, the, the, I wanted to talk about this a bit at the start when we we're talking about recent form and that, but I will talk about it now. I, the way Darren Moore's come in in these matches, and obviously it's not been great and stuff, he's, he's, no. he's, he's, he looks like he's assessing a squad, fully aware that even though he speaks well, he'll, he might get lucky and keep us off, but up. But this looks like a, He's assessing what he's got for next season. And the Chancery has made it imperative now that we bounce back up and we do not become what we were when we went to League One before. Yeah. Where we, we have a rocky season and stuff and it takes us a while to adjust. We can't, he wants do, us to we can't do a Sunderland. We've got to go straight back up. No, exactly. And, and to that, do no that, disrespect I, to Sunderland, by the way. I also think that's potentially why he's having a bit of a he brought Barry Bannon off today, uh, Saturday, because he uh, he decided to you. He decided to, <laughs> um, you know, we record this after the match anyway, usually. Yeah. But we, he brought Barry Bannon off because you do get this manager. You take the most senior player, usually your captain, or you take the player that's been there and has got the most influence with the players. And if you want to take a dominant squad, you want to take a dominance over that squad where potentially previous managers haven't been respected by that squad. You go in and you make an example yeah. of the most senior sort of player i know liam palmer's technically the most senior player but not in terms of hierarchy um to be to be fair with that though um i hope bannon took it the right way and he just went right okay i get it let me support the boys in the dressing room and build it up because we can get something you know what i mean he did seem he didn't seem to be throwing his toys out the pram in no. fairness to him and some people will go where's his passion he shouldn't be happy going off i don't think he was happy going off but he realizes that there's a red and that was more of a case of right i'm keeping a level head on the captain it, was, it wasn't a case he'd had a bad bad start and then he pulled him off or something it was more of a case yeah i think he knew it was a tactical decision and he did it, what? It, what it is what he did what what did I say? Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it could be an 18-month contract with an opportunity to, to rebuild. You can gonna, watch this back. I'm going to have um, fun when I watch this back to find out what I said. Um, let's talk about the press conference, because obviously the press conferences were a big thing. We didn't have this when we reacted immediately. He, This is Darren Moore. He talks about coming together and being all together as fans and players were all one. He, I'm paraphrasing this here, but he says the chairman says he has his heart in the football club. He wants us to climb the table and have that structure and stability. I felt a desire in his in, in heart for the club and I wanted to be a part for it. So he, he basically says that he feels like chancery has got his heart in the right place. He's, he's coming out and giving us that defense of Chancery that um, obviously a lot of people are yeah. out, for, out for blood. Yeah. He, whereas before, like, Pulis came in and went, oh, I hope to have a good relationship with him and also, all of that. Also, on that, with you saying Pulis, he is a, Pulis was a mentor to Moore at West Brom, wasn't he? So it'll be interesting to know what Pulis has said So was Megson, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um, he speaks well in his press conference. We've had a lot of people that speak well. That means nothing to me anymore. Sorry, Darren, you are literally coming in in the worst possible situation for you sort of getting the benefit of the doubt with fans. Um, yeah. But he... He keeps talking about how he likes to build things and he wouldn't say what the length of the deal is, obviously. But for me, the, the building job hints at the 18 month. It's similar uh, to what he had at Rovers. Two years to try and get something. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. And they backed him. They did back him, obviously. Mm. Hopefully he can be backed here. He does seem like a manager that works with little yes. and can, can do a job. If you look at the West Brom side, he took caretaker manager of. He's actually a playoffs manager. Yes, mm. he went down to League One and people are saying, why have you brought in a League One, you in a League One manager for League One? Yes, potentially. But we've brought in a manager that also got West Brom to the playoffs. They got fourth and then they sacked him as well, which was weird. Yeah. 
Exactly. And yes, you might say he's underperforming with that squad sort of thing, but so did every other West Brom manager for a little while. Yeah. And they kept, you know, um, he, you've put here that you like that he talks about being an army and in a team and he's delighted to be here. You said you, you love yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. that. Talk. I do like that kind of talk because it just showed that he understands it. And I think sometimes when we have managers, they don't understand it. You feel like they're there just for the pay, pay grade. And some people have said they feel like this could be him here for the pay grade. I don't get that feeling. I get the feeling he sees something and he wants to try and get it going, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it seems like he understands also he might not be able to get his style of play in there straight away. And he yeah. understands that it's going it, to... All of this feels like he's going to have to gut out this team, okay? And I think if anything, this week has shown, he has not... He has played sides to try and get us back into it, but he's also... This is his basically his pre-season before pre-season. He's trying to... Don't we have an international break coming up soon? We do, don't we? So it might be interesting to see what he does after that. I don't know if we do. I, I don't know if we're doing one before the Euro. I know there is meant to be one at some point, but I've been looking at the calendar and usually it falls. It might be in April. We'll see. But yeah, he t- he talks about not knowing that he's not going to get potentially his, his preferred style and things mm. like that. So I'm glad to see that he's working with what he's got. I do feel like more after this week, it is more of a case of going to be, uh, sorry, Wednesday, but like pulling us back up from League One. It does feel like it's going that way. You didn't notice your pun there, did you? Yeah, I, I can't even say more at all now. Um, we've we've probably punned out this title of this podcast as well, so you're welcome. Then again, all of these podcast titles are usually puns. Yeah. So uh, it's one of my joys of a Saturday night coming up with the title. So yeah, he says ideally we'd play free flowing football, but every manager says that. Oh, I'd love to actually play football. That's not how Pillis sounds, but it's like, I'd actually love to play football. Welsh. Yeah, he is. I don't know why I was going there. I was going full York. It's because whenever I mock a Wednesday manager, I usually go Yorkshire, but I was going into my, I was going into my Thompson, I think. To be fair, Um, your best impression when you did Bruce. uh, Yeah, I won't do it now because it'll be underwhelming, but yeah. Um, My Steve Bruce is, uh, is definitely very flamboyant. Uh, So yeah, he's talking about, he talked about Rhodes, which is interesting because it links back to what I was saying earlier about people were saying, oh, Rhodes couldn't hit a barn door, that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, in the championship where it's, pr- it's probably, the, the I'll be honest, the game has probably pr- passed Jordan Rhodes by and players like yeah. Jordan Rhodes, the actual game of football in the championship and definitely the Prem, they're not there for Jordan Rhodes anymore. However, League One is still what you remember it is, mm. right? It is still football as in nasty and you get to be fair, our, our hoofball will work really well in League One. Yeah, no, with definitely. Some, with some pace up front. I've been checking out League One a little bit more just to see if it's that's the case or it is a bit more. Some teams do try and play foot, uh, play more attacking football or more mm. expansive. And if you look at the the United side that went up, they played a different yeah. style. They played, uh, but it's a case of uh, you see a lot more back threes in League One than you used to. Like if you did anything that wasn't four four two in the in League One a few years ago, you get your head kicked in. I've, but now it's you just mentioned League One and there's just something one, that come to my head. And I just, hang on, I need to check the table, mate. That's fine. I'll talk about what we were going to talk about here anyway with Rhodes. So Moore talks about bringing a platform for Rhodes. And actually, he says that he's one of the players we're looking at moving forward. So I think he's going to want to keep Rhodes for League One because last time Rhodes was in League One, he ripped it apart. So hopefully he can do that again. Right, I found what I was looking for. So Donny are in fifth place on 55 points. Atkinson, Stanley and Ipswich are on 50. What the hell happens if Donny Rovers or Ipswich go up? Especially since we nicked Darren Moore and we were looking at Paul Cook. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be very Sheffield Wednesday, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it would. would be, uh... <laughs> but I, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic for Darren Moore if he gets a <laughs> rebuild job. I'm obviously, I'm. I get angry when Wednesday lose. Like I'm a bit more numb to be honest recently. But like you obviously as a as a fan you get the passion, you get the anger in there and you're like yeah. this shouldn't be happening to this club and we're the fans, we're the ones that have to pay for it every time. It's not the players. They get to go back to their mansions and their supermodels and their whatever, do you know what I mean? And there's like and there's I th- like I think you've been kind of the premiership, yeah, championship, maybe not so much. 
Ah, right. No, hang on. Hang on. Are you telling me, if we're talking about like supermodels and mansions, right, are you telling me you could not get, like, well, obviously it depends if you've got the personality of a wet flannel, but are you see, like, are you telling me if you're like on 25 grand a week, you can't live that baller lifestyle? Oh, I'm not saying I can't. I'm just turning around <laughs> and saying, I don't think we got that in our quad. We had it. I don't know. I, I don't I, know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the the caps come in a little bit more. But I definitely think if you if you've definitely got you've yeah. definitely got wealth there. You, what I'm saying is you don't have the connect that the fan, fans have to it, and you don't have the fact that sometimes there is a huge ticket. You know what I think was a huge myth for Wednesday in terms of connection. I think the owls in the park was always good at getting together players. Probably not the best idea now because we've got some not nice people and it's been said before that some, I remember one season Reef McCabe getting pelters and he had to put something on uh, Twitter and he actually had to be taken away by a Sheffield Wednesday steward because he was getting some pelters. But I think that connection we have when we do ours in talk helps have that community aspect. And I have a funny feeling a Darren Moore style manager will like that. Yeah. I don't think the next hours in the park is going to be pretty, though, when it all comes back no. together. Um, oh, yeah. Did you see Carlos was back in Sheffield this week? No. Carlos was back in Sheffield this week. I don't know why, but somebody got a selfie with him in uh, Sheffield City Hall. Oh, fair. Right, no, because <laughs> no, the Darren Moore's in, but I was like, is there hope? Watch it. <laughs> it. No, he'll be going to replace Chris Wilder at United. Um Oh, oh that made me feel sick. Yeah, Can you uh, but yeah, Darren Moore, optimistic, decent. Hopefully, a rebuild job. Hopefully, we'll do it. With that's just basically our extended thoughts on him there. However, yeah. uh, we want to talk about a bit more from the press conferences and Chancery. Basically, his he mm. did a press conference. Fair play to him. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be on it. No, well, it's funny because we said on the podcast we want to hear from you on Monday and he came out and delivered and gave us a press conference on Monday with a new manager. Or was it we Tuesday? Keep, we keep, we keep, no, Monday. Yeah. We keep predicting we said, this. I know, I know. If you want, right, if you want <laughs> us to run the club, please start bankrolling us because I'm just saying, like, you could at least sponsor the podcast. You can do it under another name. <laughs> just set, you, you set these players for life, set us for life. And we'll ha- we'll tell you how to run the club. Um, but anyway, he was talking about how Neil Thompson did quite well. He believes all the fans and the media say I should make him permanent. I did not, can I just say? So, uh, so I'm not a fan or of the media. So that's uh, accurate, clearly. But well, I think I think we're not the media, but we are the fans. Uh, I think now is the right time to change. I agreed. We were on that downturn I agree you could have done it a week or two earlier ideally but yes it's so when we look look at the contract it says normally for all the coaches I have expected them to stay with us long term so it's probably a case of like he's learned from his mistakes and he, this is a long term rebuild yeah it's gotta be gotta be it's gotta be it says uh, he says that we've still got a lot of points to keep us up to play for that's I don't I don't I don't agree I with don't that believe now. you uh, talk about talks about cash flow being an issue with the state of the world at the moment. So yeah, obviously we're going to have to come up against that as well as a relegation. Probably if we don't get relegated, by the way, we're going to have a massive party on this podcast. Oh God, but, yeah. uh, Socially distanced. Of course we're, we're in different houses, um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't think it's going to happen. He also says, we'll, put it away. we'll got- either have a party or we'll be drowning our sorrows. It'll be one or the other. What about what's going on with the accounts? Because he says the accounts haven't gone in. I remember, right? You got pelters. I did for saying this, and I, I was like, well, "All right, chill out." It's just reporting on what we've heard, but uh, apparently the accounts haven't gone in properly, sort of thing, and that's obviously a worrying thing because every other club seems to to have <laughs> been getting it. But we might find out. It might come out in the wash that the accounts have been delayed for quite a few clubs because of uh, the current world situation. The thing but, is, yeah, it is, this is accounts that were meant to be in last year. Yeah. That we haven't posted yet. And he says, we're going to submit very soon. It's out of my hands. If nothing is wrong, if nothing is wrong, maybe we can submit this week or next week. So basically, he's going, oh, maybe I'm sick of talking about it. That. I need to get it sorted. 
Yeah, and also I, a case of like, I've got to find a way to hide the fact that I've also been. I think I read. I think I read ice cream shops and using well, them as revenue sources. I think I read somewhere that I don't think the club. Allegedly, to, that's a joke. I don't think the club has to publicly put them out. I think they're allowed to keep them private. But I'm pretty sure I. I can't remember where I read that. I could, it could be something I've read somewhere else. I'll put my hands up if wrong. But I think they don't have to technically release them. But. The whole thing with the accounts, it's just becoming one joke after the other. And it just concerns you that things that other clubs get seem to get in right away, we tend to take a while. Mm, definitely. We'll see we'll see we'll see how that one develops. Uh, apparently yeah. also just just uh, before we move on from Darren Moore and that whole press conference situation. Uh, I forgot to put this in. <laughs> yeah, there's there's reports that uh rumors in that 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 we were interested in Clarence Sadoff. So that didn't happen. But uh, apparently we were at the same time we were looking at Paul Cook, Clarence Sadoff could have happened. I mean, actually, if he'd brought his boots, that might be all right. Because I did you watch him a couple of years yes. ago in a soccer aid? Yes, I did. He still got and, it. And like, he could still run a team. And I was I, like, I believe, get him up front. I believe his lad's playing up in Scotland. Fair. I think he's so, at I think he's at Hamilton or something like that. All these teams playing for a musical. It's a, it's it's an odd one. <laughs> I keep doing that joke. I need to stop doing that joke. So moving on to oh, it's happening again, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost as if we said this might happen and it's potentially going to happen and you're all going to say in the comments, it won't happen. And then when it happens, we'll be like, we told you it was going to happen. And by the way, for everyone who was acting on the stream, we did say we will cover this and we are going to cover it. And it more come out since yesterday about club looking at him and it getting annoying. <laughs> Wonderful. So DC, this press conference uh, says... We've already talked about the players for a long time. We are waiting for them to come back. These are basically... basically what he said there is, even though that wasn't a very good quote, he said, we sent so contracts agents. to certain players, we're with agents, we're talking to them. Urigidi. That said to me, we're seeing where we are at the end of the season and if we sign yeah. or not. The one player we've been saying, can we sign and just sort it out, please, is Urigidi. A player who was actually decent today, again. Yeah, he was. And it's uh, frustrating me against Reading, sorry, dating this podcast, obviously. Domhouse and Yorkshire Live reports this, which we see, and obviously it sends the fan base into meltdown, the ones that see. Yorkshire Live understands a number of clubs in the top two divisions of English football and from abroad are closely monitoring the defender's situation in relation to a Rigidi. Yep. Premier League sides Leeds United and Crystal Palace and the Championship promotion hopefuls Watford are reportedly keeping close tabs on a Rigidi, whose contract expires this summer. Belgium club, club Bruges are also said to have inquired about the player. I want him um, to go to Belgium because then I don't have to have that thing of I, it coming back I to I want him us. to stay here. I'm it, sick of this. No, if he goes, I want him to go to Belgium so I can just like, go, have fun, then I don't get it rubbed in my face. Yep. Also, interesting, following on from that quote, he says, Wednesday are keen to retain Irrigidi's services. He, ha he has been offered a new deal, but no agreement has been reached. And I just put under this, it's happening again because yep. we said this about Shaw. We said the links were there. I don't think Irigidi's going to sign in this current situation. I think it's just the getting worse. The only way he signs in this situation is that he's loyal because we took him when he wasn't, hadn't, didn't have a club. We brought him through the ranks and stuff. But as they say, there's not much loyalty these days in football, but you never know. A kid could. It also depends. You could also have it that whoever he takes his advice from, his mum and dad or whatever, because young players tend to do, they might turn around and say, you'll get played here. You might go to Watford United Palace, but you might not get played. It could be a case mm. we give him a year contract and say, if an offer comes in January and it's big, we can let you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it's, it, but, but it's up. But it's up. But the thing is, like, you've got to look from a footballer's perspective here, and it's it's annoying saying this because we've been saying it all along. Handle your youth better, especially yeah. Urigidi, because he showed signs back then. We needed to offer him a more inset. We needed to offer triggered clauses for extra years and things the like thing that. Is, we don't contract. put we don't put contracts in front of players until they're about to run out, and we've been doing this for years where we mm. don't retain players early enough when we see there's a decent thing. That's and why we. Can I just say, side topic, Yo. that's why we're getting relegated, Yo, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Because we had the 19 players, it's gone down to 18 players that have not signed contracts, um, and obviously we know Shaw's off. So many of those are just like, it doesn't matter, I'm going. 
You know, in their head, they're going and they're downing tools for it. It's like With players like Urigidi, he's actually playing out of his skin. Probably, though, there's probably a bit of that, that he knows that there's interest in him, right? Yeah. And he knows the thing for a footballer is in his position, yes, he's... He he's holds not, all the he, cards. He also doesn't have to sign a deal if we say we're going to let him go in January no. where he, if, he, if a big deal comes in, he goes, well, I could just go in summer and actually I can make it easier for a Premier League club to pick me up and put me on their books. Well, the thing is... Premier League do clubs have see, got more options. But again, do you see a League United Crystal Palace playing in first team? No, no, it, they don't. But also, you've got to realise that one of those clubs could set him for a good amount of yeah, time yeah. and loan him back. This is the or same loan him thing back I have or loan him somewhere else. This is the same thing I have with Shaw. If a big club comes into you, you're going to be able to set yourself up for a little while and make it... Make, and this is the capitalist thing, but make as much money as you can while you're young because once you retire, you're going to have to live off that. Yeah, I know. But also, the, my caveat there is footballers earn so much money compared to the common man now. Yogini's not on much at the minute. No, he isn't. Yeah, well, we don't, well, I don't know. But you can t- tell us more if you want. But like, if you think about general football careers, like mm. even low-level football are still paid handsomely if you compare it to most professions. So for me, it's a case of like, if you manage your money right and you don't, you could literally be sort of like a lower level footballer but if you manage your money right you could be still well off and sort of like the, big the house, biggest, nice the, big, the biggest thing with footballers and I've read a lot of books on it from players and stuff their biggest thing is not knowing what to do with their time when they've got downtime a lot of them gamble a lot of them play poker a lot of them lose that money or they add people with bad advice or they invest in cars or Kind of thing. The and we're not talking about any of our players no, here, by the way. No. We're not talking. About, well, this is obviously an Urigidi topic, and we want to keep him. But yes, it's a case of that's a good that's a good discussion for like the money side of football. But yeah. with Urigidi, it's a case of he obviously had that big viral video where he spoke really well and he was really grateful. He wasn't to Mo, even he hasn't, to... he hasn't got the manager that brought him through anymore, right? And gave him that time. He's not here. Who was who was notorious no. for working well with youth players? He's got a manager that comes in that didn't play more, him on his first start. More is regard of working didn't start youth. him though. No, on the uh, on on his first game, so it's interesting. He did come back in the side against Reading, and he played really well. To be honest, he's he's got such a confidence in his game now. He sh- the worrying thing for me there is he's up in his game to a point where I'm like he's showing off. He can sh- he's showing what he can he do. He's doing a lot of step and, over on Saturday. Yeah, a lot of step overs. Yeah. Um, I, and one thing I didn't realize with Jurgen, he got a good cross on him, hasn't he? The one thing for me, right, is. Oh. The reason is, with Shaw, I said, take it or leave it. Yes, he's got potential. With Irigidi, though, he's possibly one of our best fullbacks, if not our best fullback. Mm. That's my issue, right? I didn't really care about the Shaw situation. This one, I will put it on the table. I do not want him to go. I want him to sign a new deal because building a team around players like that that can, can fit into that side, he would help us be part of that bounce back up. Think about like players like Green and Irigidi. You want to start building that side. Yeah. Now I just said that I completely forgot Green in League One will be killer. Even though yeah, I don't want exactly. to, I don't want to have a Rigidi, have a, have a behind him because he can he can overlap with him. But mm. Irig, the difference with Irigidi, and we were talking about Penny a little bit earlier, is Irigidi comes back and does the defensive work, yeah. and he is really good at it. Very good. Okay? And so what I am basically saying is, if you are from a Premier League club, he's absolutely he's awful. Rubbish. You shouldn't uh, sign him. He's he's, he's attitude poor. He doesn't. He yeah, he'd come in and he'll disrupt your entire dressing room. Yeah. You just need to stay away from him and force him into a deal with Sheffield Wednesday. That's the situation. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I feel like this is going to happen. What do you yeah. feel? It, it feels like it's deja vu that we're going to have the situation where we have another good youth team player just go and we just very blind to not put a contract in their face and go sign this now and then you can get us some money. And this is the thing. We're not a club that knows how to profit on players. Mm-hmm. We brought when on And that's Chancery. That is I don't blame that, is on that much. That is that is on Chancery. And also the fact that he says that nobody was talking about these players last year. Irigidi we were. were. When we yeah. saw Irigidi we were talking about him. That should have been done better because we saw the potential in him and he's only got better this season. Sure, I understand Nobody really knew who he was. We wanted Didn't... to put a contract in front of Yurogidi, apparently, and Monk got told no. That's apparently, that's hearsay. I don't know how much of that is true. What I've heard is we tried to put a contract in front of him when Monk was here, and he got told no. So I don't know. Kind of thing. Out of all those players... 
that could leave. He's the one I don't want to leave, but yeah. he's the one that is going to... Because you've got to remember, though, the players that we want to keep are the ones that other teams will be like, oh, we can get them on a free, yeah. you know? Uh, before we go on to... Because I think it's community topics next, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but yeah. Before we go on to community topics, uh, Sheffield Wednesday have just tweeted, Darren Moore, we explained to Barry and he understands we were apologetic. He has a massive role for us between now and the end of the season. That is what Darren Moore has said on taking Barry Bannon off. Oh, right. Okay. So it's we were talking about that a little bit earlier on. That that shouldn't be too much of a drama there. It's a case no. of it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it says. Obviously, um, we're going to talk about, we're probably going to talk about the aftermath of that a lot because um, we've not got any matches to talk about next week. No. So we're going to be talking about probably the goings on at the club and getting a lot more community topics involved and things like that. Oh, I um, just read one of the community posts and mine and your thing are the same. Stop jumping ahead, Pug. Control. This is the thing. He said to me, I like to learn about podcasts. I like to learn how to do it. And then he reads the document when I give him a document and jumps ahead. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> we are now going to go on to community topics. Keep the flow going. Um, Girl. Sorry. I'm just thinking I might sack one of these off and use... Um, because we've we've taken some really good ones, but I'm worried that we won't get these really good ones next week when we need more community topics. I think it might be worth splitting them into two. I'm gonna I'm gonna sack one of them off because one of them was gonna be an exercise that would have taken us about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. So look for that next week. It's gonna be a really cool one. Okay. Um and we're gonna start this week with the, these were, I think, no, one was from Twitter, most of them from YouTube. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe. The community tab is the way to do it. This is from Callum David George Breeze. Is that his, he full, says, is that his full name? That's wow. what he's put. Jeez. That's his username. I, thought, so, I actually thought that was two separate people. <laughs> no. So here's a pro- uh, provocative one. Is getting relegated to League One perhaps the best outcome for Wednesday in terms of rebuilding the squad and changing the whole culture around it? Now, we've talked about, about a bit about this today in terms of a rebuild, but let's actually have a look at the, the actual pros of it and the, the cons of it, because it's the, the, yes, in a way, it will be good hmm. to be able to change some players around, but the financial aspects of me are a big thing. What do you think about it? I think a rebuild is needed. It's been needed for the last two seasons, pretty much, I'd say where we need to get rid of the dead ward and a rebuild would be great. Get some players in. If we go down to league one, we are going to be looking at maybe league two, maybe doing a, uh, is it Pompey? No, not Pompey. Uh, Peterborough and looking into conference of players that we think could do something. That dial thing. Don't go that far. No, they do though. They pick players out of the conference and they make them good. Well, no, they- it's the thing. It depends on the year for me, right? Oh, for me, it's the, it's the year's plan for me. It's if it's a case of if we're planning a bounce back up, we don't go that low for I, me, Jake. I, I still think we got to go that low to look for the future and have yeah, them ready yeah. to come. That's where yeah, well, I'm going. I'm not going, you... I'm not going as a, that what we rely on it for on. the if academy, go... maybe. Yeah. But, but like... if we're going on a bounce back, the issue you're going to have, yeah, we're a big Sheffield Wednesday football club, but some of the players that we might on our, have on our list are not going to come to Sheffield Wednesday because we're at League One. Oh, they it, will at League One. The thing I, is, though, remember, the, one thing, the one thing I find is, yes, we're not going to have, you're not going to bring championship talent, but if you, if you, uh, you will get, if, if a player is performing in League One somewhere and it's a League One move and they don't go to the championship and we offer them money there, mm. the one benefit for us is the draw of Sheffield Wednesday will be a little bit more in League One. Yeah. And the loan players we're going to get, we're going to attract like... The loan market is a huge one. That's where more really did well at Rovers. Mm. The, premiership managers trust more with young talent. On that mm. sense, we could. If we're going to go back straight up, straight away... We need to be very smart with who we bring in and we have to be ruthless. Yeah. And that's something we haven't been. Downside is financially, it's a massive loss in TV money. Yeah, it's we not will. A, it's not as big as the Prem, but it is, it's around 8 million, I think. But it's, so it's, it's a but lot to we, we still will possibly be one of the first teams mentioned for a TV game kind of thing if it pops up. Kind yeah, of thing. League, the thing so is So like though, a Sunderland Sheffield Wednesday, we could be the first. 
if you're mean? an armchair fan, good luck not seeing Wednesday because mm. we're never on Sky when we're in League One. No. Um, so uh, that's the fun side. The big issue is how we rebuild it and what money is Chancellor going to throw at it? Is he going to throw him a lot of money or tell him to do more with less? Mind the pun. Uh, but you know what I mean? It depends what Chancellor you want to do in terms of how he funds it. He had backed most managers and backed them well. More obviously knows how to work with a small budget. He wasn't, he didn't have a huge budget at Rovers. So that's an advantage. It's got to be the right player, but it's got to be bounced straight back. Mm. No, yeah, I think, I think it's a, I think that's the plan he's set in place. I think he's gone, we're, we're, there's a very high chance we're going to get relegated. Let's build the club back up. I actually think in terms of players, yes. Because here's the thing, right? If you get relegated, and this is kind of, this is the weird thing. This is kind of, from a Chancery perspective, it, it, and I hate this, but it might be more beneficial for us to get relegated. Because if you get relegated, you can blame yeah. not signing those players on contracts on the fact yeah, we got relegated exactly. and they didn't want to sign. So you do that and then you have a full rebuild. But you've got to remember, like, we've still got... You, I, I think Barry Bannon and that, you can build around him a little bit more, but don't just run the whole game through Barry Bannon no. anymore. I think the great thing about Bannon's contract is a case of next season, unless we sell him off, right, he can start start going into the shadows a little bit more as he gets towards the end of his career yeah. and we can try and bring through younger players. I, and that League One gives you a hit at really trying out youth. I'll tell you what Barry Bannon's situation reminds me of. It reminds me of the Liverpool Gerrard situation it kind of thing where the, everything would go through him. And there mm. would, it was always, he was the one that would get it all sorted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, we and don't, they didn't win a Premier League title until they became a team. Yeah. So. Even though I really respect Steven Gerrard, obviously, and stuff. But mm. yeah, if you oh, think God, about yeah. it, when it didn't, Liverpool, when they won their first Premier League title, they weren't, they weren't one man, they were a team. Some people yeah, say it was had, but it wasn't. They were a, they were a they team were together. scoring they loads were, of goals. And that goes back to what Monk said. Uh, Monk, mm. uh, more. more. Jesus Christ. Uh, what uh, Moore said in his press conference. Yeah, no, I think, honestly, it's too early to tell because we, mm. need, to, we need to really judge the, the aspects of contracts and things like that. When we, that will be a possibly a good one to have back as a community topic, maybe two or three games in after we've seen a transfer window, if we go down to League One, just to see what we bring in. Yeah, and also um, we're probably going to do a massive relegation episode where we just mm. drown our sorrows. So, yeah. Thank you for that, Callum. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. that. Uh, the next one is from Phil Starr, YouTube sub. Is Wildsmith trying to look, trying too hard to look like David Seaman? He does look a bit like Seaman, I've got to admit. He does look I like can't, David Seaman. I've got long hair, but uh, yeah. And, but like, he has got the, he is, I think he is channeling David mm. Seaman a little bit there. We did ask you to make us laugh and a few of you tried to. That one made me chuckle. Yeah. Well done, Phil. Uh yeah, I think he's. I think he's definitely going for it. The, po- the he, ponytail and isn't just, he just, caught? Isn't he caught? He just by needs Westwood, the uh, seventies. He just needs the seventies. So uh, dash. Yeah, the dash. Isn't isn't he called by Westwood? Uh, gorgeous George. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Westwood calls him Gorgeous George because the ponytail that sounds predatory. Is there something going? Whoa! There's, that's 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 not how experienced keepers should be behaving now. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I I think I have heard similar rumours, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, he is. But no, uh, all, all joking aside. Thank yeah, you for that. Fair. That made up smile. <laughs> thank you for thank you for making us chuckle. I do. To be there, fair though, like Joe, if you're watching this for whatever reason, I've got long hair too, mate. I get it all the time. Yeah, um, we get it. Okay, this is actually going to be a topic in itself. And quite like when we talked about Lampard and stuff, this is a speculative topic. Tin hats, pitchforks, down, right? Okay, we were asked this by S. Billard, YouTube sub. Should Sheffield Wednesday approach someone like Fraser Forster, who isn't getting game time at his Prem club? Now, this is a very difficult one because if Wednesday get relegated, that's going to be a difficult sell. However, if we we sort of had a clear blank checkbook, next season with the financial fair play things going. We are at the time now where we need to put our money where our mouth is with a keeper. And someone mm. like Fraser Forster, uh, I think he's 32-ish. Um, Ish, yeah. He's good, good keeper. This, well, 
This season at Southampton, he's got two appearances, and that's because Alex McCarthy, for the current world crisis, couldn't play a couple of matches. He's not been able to get past Alex McCarthy, right? Mm. He probably still sees himself as a number one at a top-end club, but it, it is in the realm of possibility if Wednesday stayed up. League one, let's scrap that one off, but mathematically, it's still possible for Wednesday to stay up, even though it's not looking likely. So yeah. I think this is a good one to talk about. He's going into the last year of his contract. It expires in 2022. It, so that's why I'm like, his value is probably around 5 million looking at mm. it all. You could potentially get him for three or four with the last year, but you're still going to pay for his quality. We've been asked a lot about if Westwood's injury record carries on, do we need to sack off the whole keeper position and we need a new Westwood? Could Fraser Forster for you be that? Because remember, we picked him up. Fraser Forster for me is a little bit higher on the run than Westwood was for me. I think he could still reach a little bit higher mm. than Wednesday you're currently sitting, but a, a blank uh, a blank slate in the championship might be a different aspect to be our number one and be that new Westwood. What do you think? Well, yes, it's a strong possibility. Uh, he was he meant to go to Celtic in 2020 and he, it was all set for and he turned it down. He did a U-turn to go back to Southampton. Now, it would be a very good keeper to get in. And I actually can't remember the last time we paid money for a keeper. I think all mm. our keepers of late have been free transfers. The reason we're, to, we're by the way, this is also a topic. Expand this, not just Fraser Forster. This yeah, is the, any, he's just a great one for uh, the kind of mould of keeper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, keepers that aren't getting prem time that could go. And take this, if you're a championship club watching this, and you're actually higher up in Wednesday's standings and you actually stay up. If we get on to League One, this ain't happening. So, yeah. But if you guys stay up, this could be another one for you. I think Fraser Forster is destined is for a, a number one spot in a championship. Club. Yeah. He's a, he's a good keeper. And I think championship, he'd do really well. When he was up in Scotland, he did very well. And mm. at one point, I think he was knocking on the England door, but then... He, it, well, no, he, he was part of the England squad. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I think he's actually got a couple of caps. So he's... Uh, he's definitely... He's definitely for me one, someone who's, who's yeah. probably... If, he's do, if his time's up at Southampton, you could... <laughs> You could potentially see him go into an, uh, one of the bottom three. I mean, there's a, there's another Sheffield club that are getting relegated that could mm. be after him if their keeper. But then again, their keeper they've spent a lot of money on him, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think I think he could definitely find himself in the championship. I don't think it's going to be with Sheffield the, Wednesday. The, the thing with this one is we need two keepers to come in in the rebuild. I just I I I I, I one, think you could get a. One to get some more minutes in championship kind of thing because it whoever whoever stays for League One it's going to be between Wildsmith and Dawson, isn't it? If we don't no, keep, we, no, if, we, no. if we keep Wild, if we, we don't keep Westwood, I actually think the best play for Wednesday is keep Westwood and look for another young keeper to come through now because clearly Wildsmith and Dawson have been trial by fire in the championship and it's not been working. There's something's something's drastically wrong there, mm. so. Um, I put Fraser Forster because even if it was just a loan with maybe a loan deal to buy if we stayed up in the championship I'd I'd, I'd, I'd quite like that I don't know why I say I put it S Billard I put this in the topic yeah, because a I good, thought it was a good, a good one. one to raise so thank you very much keep those coming that sort of thing because it's great to speculate yeah. and Southampton fans if you found this where do you think Fraser Forster sits at I know you've got some of you rate him so, but he's obviously been on loan where do you think he should be isn't um, Alex McCarthy the ex-Reading keeper? Yes. I oh, it was. Or is it, or is it, was it Huddersfield? No, that was Smithies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. So, yeah. the next community topic, we are skipping and we're going to do it next week, but it's one from another Phil and we will do it next week. It's a Not really a Phil good one. today. So, yeah. Um, that leaves it for the community topics. But, but we are going to go on to the upcoming matches. Mm. Now, when this podcast goes out, um, sack off. We're not going to talk about the Huddersfield match. We'll talk about the next podcast because yeah. obviously there's a week's gap. We're going to talk about Norwich. Now, going into Saturday, they had six wins in a row. After Saturday, they've got seven. Yeah. Mm. And Wednesday, you're in awful form. We've lost our last two Saturday fixtures. I know it's a Sunday fixture. We've lost our last two weekend fixtures, 3-0. Mm. And we're playing a team that are coming off the back of seven wins. And they just so you won 3-0 today. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so you know what's going to happen? Wednesday are going to get a 1-0 scrappy win. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's written in the stars. No, I really um, hope so. Th- this is could be a sign of you are League One destined, right? Yeah, if we th- haven't thought it enough, this could I be th- it. I think if we lose, if we are, I, th- I think if we lose, if we're down. I can't mm. see it. I thought that a little bit more today. And I got to say, until we're mathematically down, I don't want to say it, but with how we're playing, there just isn't that feeling, is there? No. I'm, I'm, I'm like, as I said, I've started to feel numb to it now. I feel a massive disconnect. What? Norwich and I, got, I never really usually feel that for Wednesday. Let's be fair, Norwich are up champions. They've got 76 points with Watford on yeah. 66. The only thing is, I hope they, they take the foot off the gas a bit and give us a chance, you know? Yeah. Please? Please? Well, that the game we played against them when we had Pulis, it wasn't a bad game. No. We looked okay. Um, but that was also after that it came out we hadn't played paid players as well, didn't it? So it'll be an interesting one. I can't see us getting out of it now. Do you and remember? You could technically see a Norwich match was also a sign of our down fortune as Wednesday Football Club because Forestieri refused to play against Norwich back then. And ever, was oh, it Norwich? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was Norwich. If you refused to play, I think it was. Was it a Norwich fixture? If I'm getting that wrong, please let me know in the comments. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. It might he have been. Refused I think to play you're right. For a Norwich fixture because he wanted a move, and then that was where players that when starting he to the rule Newcastle, the club came. Was that in. when he wanted the Newcastle move? I think so. It was when. Yeah. Um, so basically, that was the sign of which Sheffield Wednesday starting to lose uh, their footing, and it, it's been it's been shaky ever since. The annoying thing about this is you look at. Hull and Donny could come up. We could go down possibly with Rotherham. They're not out of it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. But Barnsley could go up and it could be Barnsley Leeds and Sheffield United in leave. There won't be a Yorkshire derby as such, apart from like Huddersfield. Hang on, did you just say Sheffield United in the Prem? Sheffield United are not staying in the Prem. No, I know they're not not staying in the Prem. I'm being nice for a change. I don't know no. why. No, no, I'm not. I'm not having it. We're, we're not. We're not bigging them up. But uh, no, it's a case of. Uh, I could definitely see Donny coming up. I, I didn't. I didn't even look. Up. I don't even see Hull as a rivalry, right? I don't either. But I it don't even. Get, it get, it get put down as a rival. Yeah, that everything's a derby at the minute for me. <sighs> I, I think Leeds is quite a big match, right? And I like that because I've got a lot of Leeds fan mates, and that's mm. always a good bit of banter. Sheffield United is the only real derby for us. So for me, it yeah. doesn't matter what goes on around it. But that is where we are going to leave this week's podcast. I hope you're all doing well. And uh, we've please do leave us lots of community topics for next week. Even if you you're just doing really know, well this week, actually. Some of the ones yeah, we've seen were yeah. really good. Even if you just want to like know what's our favourite flavour of milkshake, we, uh, we, will, we will pad that effort. No, there's plenty to talk about, to be fair, and there's a lot of good football-related topics. And yeah. you know this week for Wednesday, I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot to talk about on the more updates and the, the contact and things like that, the Bannon situation. So I'm looking forward to that. Anything last to say? Pump just just the usual, remember football, football. It, it is what it is. Just try and not make it your be-all and end-all. Do you know what? That's not your usual and I appreciate it because for eight episodes you've said the same thing until now. So for that, it wasn't as usual. No, it wasn't it is, actually. Football is, football is not the be-all and end-all and uh, it sometimes feels like it and yes, it very much is on that match day when you are in it but try and find the other things and until then, we will see you next Sunday, 12 o'clock. See you later. Take care.